0: All right, welcome to Coffee Talk. You gonna sing, lean on me? What's happening, TJ? Yeah,
1: I thought you were going to. We had the lyrics going and everything and then you uh, just like killed it. You no, know,
0: I did. I was doing pretty good without right? it. Like
1: maybe we shouldn't. Well, I got an audience and then I got nervous.
0: <laughs> so, you know.
1: Clearly you need more coffee.
0: Yeah. All right, today's episode number eight of season two Coffee Talk. We are going to be discussing virtual hybrid and face-to-face audio visual and film production. Our special guest today is Andrew Kilzer. Andrew founded Texas Filmworks in 2016 after years of working in Texas video and film production industry. Andrew loves many things, of which artisan bread, chief of artisan bread making.
2: Chief of which is artisanal bread making?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, they are words. I I definitely need a lot more coffee. Um, We need to have lessons, by the way, on bread making. I'm terrible at it. Uh, he's working on developing Texas Filmworks toward its full potential. He and his lovely wife Jen are the parents of three small humans. I love that. I don't have tiny humans. I have tiny punks. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome yeah. to our podcast.
1: <laughs> you well, Thanks, That's for, having me. I call thanks for having me. My kid. Your kids quiet. I'm glad you
2: finally invited me to be a part of your podcast. I feel like um, I've got a lot of things I need to get off my chest, and so this is a great venue for that.
0: Yes, always.
1: Have, I mean, you don't even have
0: to be on our podcast. You just come visit us. We, have, <laughs> we you know. had to work out on yeah. the
1: kink, so we weren't getting judged on like, oh yeah, really, you're filming us like that?
2: Right. <laughs> I get it. I
0: get Small it. production, small budget production.
2: Yeah, I totally get it.
1: So why don't you tell us a little bit about Texas Filmworks and your team?
2: Yeah, so Texas Filmworks, um, our goal is to um, chief, chief among our goals is to deliver a really high-end product to our client. Um, We really enjoy, and this term is, you know, five years ago, six years ago, when we started saying we wanted to tell stories, didn't seem super cliche. Now being storytellers feels like a, like a cliche. Like everybody's like, I'm a storyteller. Um, But we really like to take a complex topic um, and break it down into a format and a and a way to tell tell information from a client's perspective that um, that's consumable by by anybody, right? Um, the the litmus test I use is my my wife Jen. Uh, if I can get her interested in a project that we're putting on, uh, then I feel like a lot of people are going to be interested. If she's like, I don't care about this, and I'm like, we need to keep working on it. Um, and I so, think your wife
0: and I would get along really well.
2: <laughs> you probably would. She's, she's, she's pretty great. She's the best part of the Killser family for sure. Um, but my team, uh, we actually just grew this year. We hired two more full-time people. Um, but currently we have Clay Taylor. He's our cinematographer. So he takes care of what does the image look like. Um, and he, he does a lot of our operational stuff. Donnie Hall is our creative director. Um, Donnie is a very big personality who, um, got his start, uh, shooting Houston rap videos. Uh, he did the LA thing for a while. Lindsay Cottle is our editor. Um, she is the best part of our team. Uh, we often give her things and, uh, when we get them back, it, it kind of surprises us. The, the magic that she's able to create through what we hand her, uh, Miranda Powers is our production manager. Um, she started with us in January of this year and, uh, has done a really good job of getting our uh, getting our crap together to keep us all on the same page and moving in the same direction. And Casey Atnip uh, who was on Candy ninety five here in town and went by the name Catnip, uh, is our newest uh, oh. shooter, producer, editor, um, and he's he's really uh, helping us to expand the capacity that we've got um, to do projects and stuff. So, yeah, well, that's, that's exciting. Yeah,
1: it's a huge team. I think we've
0: only met like four people on your staff
2: yeah Yeah. and we've had some people that you know the COVID year they they left and then yeah we've brought in new people and we've always got a we've got a group of production assistants who are our college students who come in and out and uh, we've been really really lucky with with that crew of people as well so I've got I've gotten to hire a really talented team um I used to say that I was the creative one on my team and now um i'm often just the person like supporting those the, the creatives on my team to do as good a job as they can uh, and i'm like dealing with logistics and budgets and stuff like that so that's
1: what happens oh that's what happens when you're at the top
2: you miss your like favorite I do this part because like i liked doing it back in the day you know i like making cool things and now i just don't find the time to do that as often but
1: you should make you know, the
2: time i know i should i really should <laughs>
1: amongst all of the other things you have to do right yeah you know
0: the kids the wife the house projects you know
1: honeydew list
0: yeah those honey I don't even know if I've ever made a honeydew list besides laundry it's probably
2: more of an unspoken list like hey this cabinet doesn't shut and your husband's like yep that's on the list when I can get (laughs) to it or whatever that's That's how
1: my calls
0: works (laughs) yeah I, I don't think he makes a mental list I have to say it like five or six times before it's seen. I love him to pieces, but he's so focused on work yeah, (laughs) and it's a long hours, but yeah, I mean, Hey, our toilet is making noise. He could be Mr. Fix it if he wanted to, but yeah, I (laughs) I definitely call TJ. Hey, what are you Jeff doing? Can you come fix this for me?
2: Yeah. Cause then you get, you know, I get home and my wife, you know, has been dealing with kids and doing that stuff all day. And I'm like, I need a break, but I, you know. She needs a break too. So it's how do you juggle all those things? And typically keeping the humans alive is a bigger deal than fixing the small things. You know, (laughs) we try. Yeah.
1: Best we can. So our next question was, how has COVID affected your business? And were you still able to support some events? But you said your team grew.
2: Yeah. um,
1: Y'all must have been pretty busy.
2: We were uh COVID was a really interesting year for us because um we you know in April when everything shut down I got on the phone and called every one of my clients and just said hey we're just paused right Uh, we're not going to stop doing this work we're not gonna we're not going to disappear we're not going anywhere um but we just can't do anything for a while and then towards the latter part of April um a lot of the work that we do is on A Texas Ams campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and towards the end of April, um, we started getting calls from new student conference, from graduate and professional school needing to do a conference. Um, and so as soon as like May hit, we, we helped the university transition all of their new student conference, platform to a digital, a virtual platform. So over like four days, we filmed 20 plus uh, videos for incoming freshmen to Texas A&M. We worked with a team over at Rudder Theater Complex to do that. Um, And so we put all that content together in a really, really quick turnaround time. And then come June, we did essentially the same thing for the graduate and professional school. Um, and pretty much after that word got out to a lot of our existing clients and others um, that we, we had the capacity to, to do virtual events. Um, the Association of Former Students is one of our, one of our longstanding clients. Um, and when muster happened uh, on April 21st last year, uh, we put together a whole virtual muster for them, the worldwide roll call. They collected all the footage, we edited it all together, uh, it aired live. Um, I think it's 6 51 AM, which is the first, um, I don't really exactly know why, but it's the first time, like there's an Aggie and the sun is coming up around the world. I don't totally know, but we helped, we helped to put that on. And so essentially we, we've done live and we've done conferences for a while, but this last year was a, um, let's do more to keep this business going and keep everybody employed. Um, and so we've, we've done all virtual, we've done hybrid and, and we've, we've even gotten to keep doing some of the high-end, you know, film storytelling stuff. And so last year actually ended up better than the year before for us, which was a really big win. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you all have talked about this on, on other shows, but I don't see the virtual conference going anywhere these days. Yeah. I think everybody's <laughs> kind of seen like, Hey, we can do it in person and bring in people from around the world um, who couldn't have been here in the first place. And so I, I just for us, this is a part of the business that I think isn't going anywhere.
0: So yeah. I agree. I mean, the the part that I think is interesting is some of the people that we've worked with or even others that we've talked to, oh yay, we can do hybrid. And I'm sitting here going, hey some people have already been doing that for quite a while. I mean, most of the people we do evening lectures with have been doing a version of a hybrid. So it's,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, it's interesting to think that the technology has been there for so long and people have not made the connection until this past year.
2: Um, yeah. And, and what's interesting is though, like even, even us getting on the zoom call this morning, right. Three years ago, this is, this is still a possibility three years ago. Right. But yeah, um, if you're inviting a variety of guests, some of them wouldn't have heard of Zoom at this point, right, yeah. if, if it was 2018. Um, but what 2020 did is it proved like we have, if we're gonna keep doing these things, we have to do it. And so, you know, teams like mine were like, well, we've got Zoom, uh, it's not ideal, but you know, all the major broadcast networks use Zoom right out of the gate. Um, now, like ESPN has fiber lines run directly to their, their um, their commentators houses and they can get on like on an instantaneous feed and see all the footage from the game and some organizations have really ramped up but for the level of client that we're typically dealing with where it doesn't we can't justify that kind of a capital expense Mm -hmm. this is a really really good way to bring people in um and you know when you can have an interactive event with somebody who's um, who's across the world or across the country, and they can interact with somebody live in front of an audience? That's just a really cool benefit for a conference and it. Um, you know, we've all seen show, we've all been to to events where there's a pre pre pre-produced video, and that's fine, mm-hmm. right? But it's nothing like, hey, there's a question from somebody in the audience, and that really builds into the the quality of the event. And so it's been a really cool thing to watch everybody kind of jump on board with.
0: So do you guys have a preferred platform? I mean, do you strictly use Zoom or do you have something that you would prefer? Do you recommend for people to, because I I hate Zoom, <laughs> I'll sure. just be honest. Yeah. I mean, there's limitations within Zoom, especially with what the university is supporting. If we had the next level up with Zoom, there would be a lot more things we could do, but we have a very b- basic version of it. so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm just curious if there's any kind of platforms you guys have used that you've done production on the back end with to help clients like do kind of more like an all-in-one versus just a kind of standard meeting feel.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've done some. We I've I've um, gotten quotes from some other companies, but basically, Zoom is the um, Zoom is way more um, ubiquitous. Everybody's got it at this point. Whereas some other pro- products, like there's a there's a software called Welcome. Um, and then there's another one, the name I cannot think of, but I ended up connecting with the sales rep and they were in Aggie. And so we had a good chat, but getting the price back from some of those other Mm -hmm. services is just cost prohibitive, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you're talking like five and $6 per person coming onto the show. Um, and with the zoom webinar license, like the cost is quite a bit less for some of those big shows, but what the technology is going to start doing and what some of these bigger uh, platforms, these more sort of like customized platforms are doing, um, is they've got a green room, right? Where all at the same link, uh, the show is going on the stage, right? And then there's a green room where somebody can come on and interact. Uh, we just did a Bitcoin conference for the Mays Business School a few weeks ago. And um, what we were doing is we essentially had two Zoom meetings going. So one was live and the other was serving as the green room. And then we would switch that over through our switcher. Um, so we were really running three meetings at one time and that just gets really cumbersome, right? And so yeah. I, think, I think until some of those platforms get a little bit more cost efficient, I don't know that we're going to be seeing a lot of those like in my life. Um, I know there's some companies that, that can command that dollar figure, but in, this, in the town we operate in, that it's just not. Spending $75,000 just on the, the software platform isn't going to happen anytime soon.
0: Yeah, I I've, I've been working on a committee, and that was one of the things I was doing in the very beginning a couple months ago was pricing out some of these platforms. And it is amazing to me how much it costs, and also how few people, like attendee wise, that it supports with that cost. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of them have similar uh, products, you know, built in. Like you were mentioning the green room, I sat through one where the guy did a complete demo, and um, you know, it's really it's really neat if you have the f- financial means to do something you know, that intricate, but it's just, I mean, technology, I mean, I've always said it, TJ, I don't know what you think, but I've always said you get what you pay for. So like, if you're not willing to spend a little extra to, you know, do things right, you're going to, it's going to be poor quality. And I always felt like technology is where you need to spend the money. People can eat, you know, boring, plain chicken. It's okay.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, my feeling is the the way that we've been trying to host these events is give as good of a, uh, an end user um, stream as we can. And so sometimes it makes more sense to go out over Zoom. Sometimes it makes more sense to stream it over YouTube or Vimeo or we've got a CDN at the office that we can distribute content over live. Um, but what we really try to do is take, take the Zoom feed and add in normal production elements. So lower thirds, uh, how can we play video over it? How can we include graphics? How can we do, uh, include an alpha channel for all that stuff that really steps up like a television broadcast mm-hmm. um, to to really ex- accent the way that the event is going. Um, and we feel like my feeling is if I can mix that down and give a really clean feed to the end user, um, that's a win. And and that that'll mean like you know we did we did an event for the another one for the Mays Business School their Women's Leadership uh, Conference and we had, we had a what say it again i
1: tried to get them all here to do their live. yeah they
2: they all couldn't right. all get here so we had like 600 people on this zoom 600 women on this zoom call and we had we had a camera set up in a studio that we built uh for that and so the host from the university was a really high quality feed with one of our cinema cameras and then we were bringing in guests and you know we were doing the picture and picture thing and so in my mind like some of that other technology is going to catch up and the cost is gonna get more effective. Um, but I really want the end user video to be as clean and as produced as we can be. And so that's been our goal. Uh, how do we do that?
1: So what, I so the client comes to you and they're like, hey, we're gonna host just a full on virtual event. Um, what does that entail on y'all's end? Cause I know you you, know, you sent teams out to like video, a live person, you like,
0: a live person versus a, a dead person.
2: person. <laughs> the dead person yes. is harder. They're not as good at talking, um, but sometimes You don't get any I, I relate. Yeah, yeah. Um, we try to, we try to take care of as much as our client needs. Um, typically though, we're not dealing with the logistics of the guests or the content, And so beyond that, like anything you know, what I would say to you, to you all, if you were coming to me, is like, give me the run of show, tell me who's going to be on it and where it needs to go, and then let me build the graphics and take it from there. Um, don't make me set up the run of show, because I don't know your content, right? Mm-hmm. Um, don't don't tell me to come up with, with any of that stuff, because unless I'm really like in the weeds on it with you, that's just not going to work. Um, but what I, what my team extra. can do is, say it again.
1: That cost extra? <laughs>
2: To be yeah, in the weeds. It, yeah. <laughs> to be in I the to, I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting to a point in my career where I'm like, there's some things that I want to do and some things that I'm just not interested in doing. And so we're just not going to spend our time with that. Um, but I like that. For, yeah. You know, I think. Like I'm me, I don't want to learn- work
0: events, but apparently people ask why I'm not at events. And I'm like, I, I've, I've done my work. I don't want to do that why do I anymore? need to do that?
2: Yeah. I'm trying to get out of doing as many events. Uh, I'm trying to get our some of our younger people more, uh, more to place where they can come in and, and learn and um, do those things. But it's hard watching something fail. Mm-hmm. Right, it's, it's hard watching something not work. Um, and since we are dealing with clients, and we work in a town where word of mouth is such a big deal for everybody, I, I don't want to have a fail. And yeah. so we're, we're working on it, but I don't want to plan all the ins and outs of the event. You tell me who's going to be on and when, and I'll make recommendations, and then we'll just make it all happen, um, so.
0: He supports events like we do.
2: Yeah, I mean, really, like you okay. guys, somebody comes to you, and they're like, how should this event run? And you're like, well, this is how I've seen it, but really, you, you need to do what is going to work well, right, And and we all make recommendations, and people listen, or they don't, and so it's like, well, I'll just, Kind of go with the flow and, and do the best I can for you. Um,
0: My favorite, though, is the clients that come to you and they want your recommendation and you give it and you know for a fact that they never take any recommendation. So why are yeah. they asking? Yeah,
2: we did it. We did a show a couple weeks ago and um, it was like, you know, remember, anytime somebody's talking, you have to have them on a microphone else nobody outside of the event is going to hear it. And of course somebody walks down to the front of the room and is just talking and Mm -hmm. i'm like well i'm taking the shot because this is what i this is what i have you know we're gonna put you on and then we had a good conversation afterwards about why you need a microphone and everybody learned
1: you You had the conversation again why you need a microphone yes Yeah. yeah how many of those have we had with the faculty
0: members this semester the professors too many too why many. can't my students on zoom hear me well one you don't have the mic on you don't
2: have the mic on
0: and two it's like all the way on your belly button yeah. and we gotta
1: like bring it up a little bit yeah yeah you see the button that says on off it should be on on <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man these poor professors i feel bad for them
1: i mean they got a lot on their plate They're on, on their they plate. do
0: yeah i gotta hit a camera and turn it so it faces them and then they also gotta make sure they can share screen and make sure the students on the other end can hear them and then where's their powerpoint and a lot
2: i think about when i was in school like none of this was even an option Mm -hmm. right like this this was so far beyond anything we would have thought about um yeah i don't i don't envy them having to do that every day don't don't age yourself (laughs) Yeah, i'm old i'm old (laughs) at this point i i was around my team the other day and they were talking about something and i'm like what do you what are you saying and one of our production assistants is in college and he's like yeah you millennials have ruined tiktok i'm like wait what we're not the ones that ruin things. That's our parents. And he's like, no, you guys ruin TikTok. And I'm like, I, I I, respectfully disagree with you,
0: right. child. Although I don't think child. I would say respectfully. I would just say, I disagree with you. You can
2: leave now. <laughs> I'm sure there was some other language used. Kindest like dis- regards. To- right? Kindest right? yeah, regards. For yeah. Yeah.
0: my previous email. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Mm. So... <laughs>
2: So hybrid events, you kind of give the same support? Yeah, because you know, when, when, we, when we get into a hybrid event, it's really how do you make sure that the show for the people in the room is the same as the show that you're sending to the people virtually? And that is typically a, hey, if dinner is served at 630, don't start the virtual event until 7 o'clock, right? Uh-huh. There's no need for people to be on that half an hour while people are eating dinner. Um, Right, and then also you have to give the people virtually some sort of a some sort of interaction, and so uh-huh. we've done everything from like the Brady Bunch screen in the room where they can see the audience to, you know, Q and A where we'll queue up the a person over Zoom into the room to ask something to the host, um, and it's and, and then and then you know you have to have a client a client rep on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all of the things, monitoring that stuff, right? You just have to. We did an event for the Black Awareness Committee uh, at the MSC. And there were like 800 people on the stream and we were putting it out over three or four different platforms. And somebody missed some comments coming through on one of those platforms. And there were some things that were being said that they hadn't monitored. And it was, I think they ended up getting to it at some point, but that can be fairly embarrassing for a, mm-hmm. for a university client. So they just, every time we do one, I'm like, you have to have somebody on every platform over streaming to make sure that they're monitoring that. Yeah, And that's not something I can do either, right? You don't want me monitoring the conversation because I don't know what, specifically black awareness, right? I'm not the person to, to vet that stuff. I'm, right. I'm, not, I'm not, you don't want me doing that. You need somebody from that team who understands the conversation better than I do and I'm comfortable with that and I just I, I hope that they um that they understand that enough to to own the the moderating the conversation and the discussion so
0: yeah and TJ and I have sat through several conferences where um the hybrid events are not very stellar so they've no. tried waiting Lacking. yeah They've tried way too hard to make the face-to-face translate onto a virtual platform, and you just can't do that. They don't do a very good job of interacting the virtual attendees with the on-site attendees. It, it's it doesn't have a lot of those fun components to it, you know. Or basically, we've got
1: like, a bunch of pre-recorded stuff.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, and the pre-record works fine, but you have to realize that you're basically producing a television show. Mm-hmm for somebody virtually. And so I've turned a lot of my clients into TV producers over the last year, right? It's like we need some some kind of hype thing to come in with. We need intros and you need to see these people differently than just here's this awkward walk onto the stage. And so we're often building like, you know, here's Sarah, she works for the PCC, right? Um, this is some of her bio and you've just got to give people a different visual than you would in a room, right? Yeah. In in your in your room, you could just be like, Hey, let's welcome Sarah and TJ. And then you walk up on the stage and that's sufficient. But for what we're doing, you have to give them something a little bit more. Um, you know, I think we're working with who is at the Bush school that's gonna graduate in your space in a couple weeks. Um, you are doing it? That yeah, we're so doing wonderful. that event.
1: I never heard um, back. Make a note. Yeah. We're know, doing we're exciting.
2: doing that event. Yeah. Um, is
1: that, is and that your and event? even at
2: the beginning of that, it's like well, you want to you want to scroll all of the pictures, and if somebody's not in attendance, we need a picture of them to put up, right? And so that's just a thing to think about, that before COVID and virtual events, we, nobody had to consider, but now everybody's trying to catch up, so.
1: So I just want to sidebar real quick. How do you feel about people that exercise at the beginning <laughs> of these hybrid events?
2: Sorry, I don't know what.
1: You don't what? like oh, yoga? Oh, no, like, has a. Yeah. Okay. You- to combat
0: virtual fatigue, people have started putting inside daily conferences thirty to forty-five minute workouts. Yeah, one conference. Uh, you had the choice between three concurrent sessions, and out of three, one was educational, the other two were fitness. And I was like, I didn't pay money to sit here and do forty-five minutes yoga if, with people I don't know. If there's like a, care.
2: if there's a bourbon session where they're gonna like mail you a bottle of something, that I could be about. Be nice. No, I have not been a part of one of those yet um huh. i kind of you I'm, yeah no i have not done that yet
0: nice. Just no, curious that's good so that means he's not selling a crappy product to people
2: but here's the th- here's I'll, I'll i'm i'm a total sellout guys if a client <laughs> came to me and like we want to work out part in this i'm like okay, okay. whatever yeah I'll, I'll sell that for you i don't care
0: <laughs> yeah
2: I'm a total sellout
0: Well, it's not a sellout. I mean, it's what they want to do. It's their vision. Like you said before, it's not your job to create everything that their attendees are going to be, you know, experiencing yes to a degree as far as the visual aspect goes, but it's, you didn't create the conference. It's not your idea. It's not your brainstorming. Like the client has to have a general idea of what they want these people to what experience they want them to have? I just, yeah, I, I had a really hard time because we paid for this conference,
2: <laughs> and then like, you're like being told here's hot yoga. Like I'm not right. like doing yoga in my office with my coworkers around me. That's yeah, so like, yeah.
0: Damn. And then a hit workout was another option. And then day two, they started the day with yoga session. I was like, I would rather no, drink mail coffee. me a
1: bagel and cream cheese. I do not want to do yoga at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs>
2: I think yeah. that's the most underrated part of these virtual events people need to mail you things that are good yes and I've done a bunch of those we've done a bunch of those events for people um I'm sure you I'm, I'm guessing TJ you've been mailed something to eat or whatever based on what you're yeah. saying but that's a pretty great like add-in right I kind of love that we should keep that part of this
0: Right, especially That's the happy great. hour part, where you do like the mixology classes, and you actually have a bartender that tells great. you how to make everything with what. Yeah. So when I, when all this stuff first started, I sat through a webinar. I think it was May of last year, and it was when they were first talking about, um, oh, is it Uber Eats, Grubhub? Uh, I don't know. Hub. One of was it Grubhub? Okay. So. They were partnering with people on conferences, and you could create a company account. And you basically tell them, you know, here's your dollar amount you can spend towards your dinner or your lunch, whatever portion that they were, the client was going to be paying for. Um, and then the attendees would just go in and make their order and have it delivered from local places in their,
2: in their I community. I freaking love that. Yeah. You get to pick what you want to eat,
1: mm-hmm.
2: have like a set amount, and you just mm-hmm. order it on that account. That's such a cool idea.
1: Well, and that's the thing. We've reviewed things. They have websites now where you can send out like your branding and logo stuff. They have all kinds of snacks. And basically, you go in and build a profile for your event. And then a week or two before the event, your attendee goes in, selects yeah. what they want, and day of the event, it shows up. Yep. So like, great. Like, if there I go to a live like event that and get a swag anywhere. bag, if I go to well, a live event and get a swag bag, if I attend it virtually, I want the same thing. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah, Give so this something. same conference that we were referring to, they gave an in-person swag bag, and they didn't do it virtually because they said that, what was it? They were they put that money towards the virtual production instead of giving us swag. And I'm like, well, I don't know what you put your money on, because this was crap. <laughs> like, complete this crap. didn't, didn't work. No. Wasn't I mean, they had so many technical issues, which you know, it's an event planners conference. And they're all like, oh, you guys all know how it goes with technology. And I'm like, no, I don't because we don't have these problems where I work. I mean, you might every once in a blue moon, but like I, I have zero sympathy for you because yeah, we deal with people who know what the hell they're doing. And so yeah.
2: it's- Hire a team that can execute and just let them execute. Like, yeah. and if something happens, like stuff happens, I get it. Right. But be able to fix it when it does. Right. Mm-hmm. That's I'm actually, the week after we get back, uh, we got invited by, I don't know who it was, but a virtual wine tasting event. They're going to like mail us the wine and glasses. And I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. That's I don't awesome. know what that's going to be like, but I'll report back.
1: Can, can we get a review that? Yes, you on should. Yeah. Sure. yeah.
2: Yeah. I'll report back. It'll there, be did you have
0: to smell it, trill it? I tell guess. You I don't even know. Like. I don't know. Spit
2: it out. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> not spitting spit it bucket. out. Spit <laughs> bucket. I was going to
0: say, are they giving you a spit bucket too?
2: I don't know. I don't know.
1: That'd be fun. it would be
2: fun.
0: Okay. So you are doing face-to-face. Um, do you guys have any face-to-face events coming up that aren't going to do like virtual or, or excuse me, a hybrid aspect to it?
2: Everybody's doing a virtual or a hybrid. Like we, you know, when we would come out to you guys, it was always hybrid stuff. When mm-hmm. We Whenever we worked in the PCC, it's always a part of a hybrid. Um, honestly, the first hybrid event I ever did were at the PCC, like the the educational reading stuff that Dr. Hammond holds Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Like that was all some of the first virtual events I did. And that was back in 2014, right? That was, that feels like forever ago now. Yeah. Um, But like I was saying earlier, I don't see the virtual or the hybrid going away anytime soon. I think everybody has realized that, um, that they can host an event and have a virtual event going at the same time. And even the smaller like community events that people put on um that they couldn't justify coming to your space to do right they're still having a virtual aspect of it because they've realized they can raise more money with the auction they'll get they'll get a few more people bidding and if they raise another three thousand dollars that was totally worth the cost of bringing us on so right i just don't see it going anywhere um and to the point where I'm about to build a second live station to go do another like two events at one time, just because I Damn. I honestly think when we hit the fall, I'm going to mm-hmm. have stuff that's stacked up so much that we have to be able to deliver on two different, two different places at a time.
0: So. Yeah, our calendar filled up real fast when we told people we were reserving space for the fall again, that we got the word we were not yeah. going to be classrooms again. And so TJ got inundated with a lot of emails and all I got was, I hate you. <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, and then the university, like what, June 1st, isn't yes. requiring masks, is that right?
0: No, it's, they go back to full capacity. 100% full capacity, 100% capacity. Yeah, so yeah, for spaces.
2: The BBSO, the Symphony Orchestra had, has us doing virtual live for all of their shows. And their last show got moved back into Rudder Theater, or Rudder mm-hmm. Auditorium. Um, because there's not a capacity limit anymore yeah. so everybody everybody again is going to be figuring out how to be in person here's a question Uh-oh. when you do when you do live things tell me tell me when you get to the when you get back to this but what we've noticed the last few weeks is we'll bring people in for a shoot and everybody spends the first 30 minutes like oh my gosh i haven't seen you it's so great oh my I, I need to give you a hug. I haven't seen you in forever. I'm like, goodness, I want to get out of here. Can you do this and and be done? But it's really like gotten to be, a, we we're building in like another hour into our stuff because people are just, this is the first time they're seeing somebody in a year or more. And it's, I mean, I like it. It's fun to watch, but I'm also like, get me out of here. I,
0: yeah, I don't so- need to see this. I'm not a touchy-feely person anyway. You're
1: no, you're so,
0: I don't know. I mean, if people if you that you ever vibe, want to make
1: her feel super uncomfortable, give her a hug. Dude,
0: I'm all about personal bubble hugs.
2: I could She's totally like, do
1: that.
0: Yeah, oh, get off me. Don't, even my husband, he's like, you're just you're not very affectionate. And I'm like, only with you and our children. So as far as it goes. And maybe my mom and my grandpa. But yeah, no, like, funny. don't no touchy.
2: My goal is to be on Sarah's good side. For the record, and so I'm like, can I bring you a coffee? Is that there makes something me that the can answer? So is always
1: yes. The answer is no, always it's not yes.
2: to be sad. Here's what I've learned: you need to be friends with the people that can let you in a space early for an event, even if the clients can't get That's in until me. yeah. Whoever that needs to be, I'll get your coffee order, TJ. Whoever yeah. that needs to be, you have to befriend them because even if there's an event the day before, right? I don't, I don't care. But if I have to, if the only option for me is getting in at eight p.m., I'm gonna work whatever deal I can, however many coffees or donuts I need to, to get in earlier. Because I don't want to be in there at eight o'clock if I don't have to be, right? Yeah. I've, I've given services away to people in your space to get in earlier for the next event. Because it's like I, I, I want my time in the evening so badly uh, yeah. <laughs> that I'm willing to just give it away. And that's being, that's, that's my, uh, my, my theory is if I can be friends with a team like you or at Rudder or at whatever venue we're on, we're in, that's a win, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't particularly care because I don't have to be the one here to make sure the building gets locked up, but yeah, my predecessor was really big about all that. I'm not sure why there was such a hard line on a lot of things. There's a lot of things that we've kind of, um, loosened up on and I've tried to, I mean, I am a, you know, I'm a pretty big stickler as long as there's like, if it's not affecting safety of anything and, you know, we're not going anything from that regard, I don't really care. Yeah. I, and you don't have to bring me coffee. Just say hi.
2: I mean, I don't mind. At it's some cool. point, My I might need a bigger coffee flavor. is whiskey, so. Oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it needs to be like an 18-year-old Macallan or, you know.
1: I'm not even thinking. No, <laughs> she's not.
2: Let's go about that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So,
0: do you have one standout event that you enjoyed the most this year that you've been able to do during COVID?
2: Oh man, the funniest one we did was the uh, was the MSC Black Awareness Committee. They brought in Jane Elliott, and I don't know if you know who Jane Elliott is. She held a brown eye blue eye experiment back in the '60s that was really famous, uh, dealing with racism, Mm -hmm. Um, and. She was hilarious. And it was, um, it was just really funny. And, it, and it was also like 800 people on the feed at one time, which for a live event that the university hosts was really, really big. Um, I also feel like what we were able to pull off for the Maze Bitcoin uh, conference was a really big deal.
0: Um, All right, so I'm gonna need an X. Ex- I have no idea what Bitcoin I'm gonna, yeah, t- I don't pay attention to anything. Bitcoin, what is a Bitcoin? It's
1: virtual currency, I know, it but so blew up like the stock for it went like insane. People it's became cool. well, it did when it first, like, yeah, okay. But
0: Bitcoin. If you is it had like- a
1: Bitcoin, they were like, oh, you've got money now, but
0: what is it? So, are you putting
1: money to an account and transitioning it into a Bitcoin? Like, what is it?
2: Yeah, so a Bitcoin. Um, Back in 2009, there was a person who, nobody knows who it is, I can't think of his name, Um, who wrote, yeah, nobody knows who it is, Um, but they wrote a white paper explaining this thing called a Bitcoin, and essentially, um, you have a computer that mines a Bitcoin, which it figures out an algorithm, and when you figure out that algorithm, it unlocks a Bitcoin, and there's 21 million Bitcoin that will ever be released. Um, but you know, one Bitcoin, um, can, can be broken down into a million different pieces. Right. And so one, one millionth of a Bitcoin, is called a Satoshi, I think. Um, and that, that would be like a cent, but a Bitcoin, the last time I looked was north of $50,000. Um, Hmm. and you know, there's stories of people. I was reading one online the other day and some guy was like, yeah, I was on this on the site back in 2011 and I wanted to buy some things, but I had to convert my money into Bitcoin. So I ended up converting it to a thousand Bitcoin for $100. He's like, I spent 600 of them on stupid things on the site, but he's like, now I'm sitting on north of 350 Bitcoin. And when you multiply that by $50,000, it's a pretty big deal, right? And so from the maze perspective, uh, they were the first, higher education institute institution of higher education to host a conference talking about bitcoin um because there's companies you know elon musk and tesla bought a bunch Mm -hmm. and then sold it for 100 million dollars um they ran a pretty big profit um and when you look at when you look at cryptocurrencies which bitcoin is a crypto um, this is totally off of what we're talking about, but no, it's um, fine. But website. I'm trying to because
0: I have uh, no, seen fine. it everywhere, and I, I don't I don't read enough about it because I don't it, I don't use Bitcoin it. Bitcoin so is the gold
2: know. standard of crypto. It is okay. the the oldest. It's the most mature. It's the most um, it's the most compelling crypto. There's a bunch of other ones like there's an Aggie Bitcoin that they spun up. Uh, there's there's the another doggo. one called there's Doge. A doggo. Yes. There's Doge yeah. um, Which, um, yeah, that's a thing. I don't know yeah and then there's nfts and all this other weird stuff that uh, is just becoming a reality
1: they had reached out to host the live version of their conference here and i tried so hard
2: (laughs) i recommended you i was like following
1: i was like following up with them like hey did y'all make a decision yeah like we'd love to have you you
2: were my so originally they were at one of the hotels in town i'm like this is not gonna work i was like i think my two recommendations were get with uh, get with you guys or get with Rudder. Rudder was not available. I was like, you really need to talk <laughs> with the PCC. But I don't. For whatever reason, I don't know. But um, I don't know either. <laughs> you guys are the ones I'm always promoting, though. You guys have been so busy with class, both of you, that I've done a lot of stuff in other class. lesser venues. So, that is a lesser venues.
0: Yeah. I like that. <laughs> we'll take it. yeah yeah. class in our building has been um hit or miss there was no consistency we had a 600 seat auditorium at one point that only had three students in it
2: that's hilarious It was such a waste of space
0: yeah (laughs) it was such a waste of space um i'm just grateful that we're going back to normal and we've already started doing some events tj had one last night and you know the the bush graduation thing coming up and jamie's got one today so it's It's nice to finally start feeling like normality, whatever the hell that's going to be moving forward. Um, But it's, yeah, I, yeah, no, the whole Bitcoin thing, I just, I've seen it. And every time I see an article with Elon Musk, I'm just like, okay, moving on. He's going to move to Mars, start a colony. Let's move on. I mean,
2: I think at some point it's, it's, I'm not a financial advisor, but at some point I will have (laughs) some Bitcoin sitting around. Right. I think it's probably just worth doing. Because there's some people that are, it's pure speculation at this point, right? But at some point, they're thinking a Bitcoin is going to be worth a million dollars. So it makes me pretty ticked off I didn't buy it when it was even at $5,000 a Bitcoin, right? Because then it would be, you know, 10 times as much. But I yeah. feel
1: like the Bitcoins have better turnarounds than like buying savings bonds from the government, you know? Yeah,
2: like, yeah but you if you know. really want to get into what I think about financial stuff, um, this doesn't really matter for anything but there's a guy named uh, Bogle, who came up with, um, he was a part of the first Vanguard, um, just the, the the funds that Vanguard runs. And so I want a low cost, long-term investment. Because think about this, all right, totally side note, I'm not a financial advisor, but if you have a kid and you start a family business, okay, you can employ your children in a, in a family business. When you're employed, you can put money in a Roth IRA. Okay. So a Roth IRA is you put in money post tax. So when you take it out at retirement age, you don't pay any tax on it. If you put money in a Roth IRA for your kid at like five or six, bending the rules, I don't know if it's totally legal, but it's an interesting thing to think about. You put it in at 5% growth by the time they can retire. That one time investment of $6,000 ish by the time they retire is $1.8 million. If they keep putting in that same amount, they're they're retiring with like 50 million plus. This is totally off of what you're we talking about, but I think that's pretty compelling. Michael should probably cut all that out, by the way. Hashtag but. not no.
1: financial advisor. Hashtag yes, a financial advisor. <laughs> I'll take that advice. Yeah, I mean, I totally took a note on it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tanner keeps so telling me we need to do Roth IRAs, but you know, we haven't done anything about
1: it, so. Well, in my head, I'm I mean, like, i is the a family business. Way to,
2: yeah, it's the best way to... If you can max that out every year, you're not paying any taxes on it at the end of the year, and that's a pretty big, pretty big benefit. Even with like TRS, I'm assuming if you're a state employee, like TRS is great. But if you can put money in and it's not like pay half taxes, my paycheck
0: to TRS, I'm not a fan yeah. of TRS. I mean, I get they're trying to make sure that you, you know, uh, plan you ahead.
2: A <laughs> retire you you you're not a burden when you retire. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to move in with my kids. I'm just going to move around the country, living with a kid for a month, and then I'll go to the next one.
0: So. Yeah. So my, my mom said the same thing, and she still hasn't done it yet. And I'm like, just you know, she's got three places: she's got Texas, Colorado, and Massachusetts. She can go. That's stay. kind of
2: ideal, though. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, uh, my child already told me that when he grows up and has kids, I can live with him so that I can babysit his children. So yes,
2: that is thinking. He's is
1: already planned. got a plan for me.
2: yeah babysitting that's where it's at
1: yeah i was like okay well don't have too many
2: (laughs) Yeah, jamie's sitting here like what am i listening to this isn't about events at all anymore
1: oh no this is pretty
0: typical yeah she um (laughs) when we were doing these in person uh we had a couple times we thought she might have died because she was eating food or drinking while (laughs) tj and i were talking and then she starts to laugh and she inhales and stuff goes down the wrong tube so (laughs) you notice she doesn't do that anymore yeah (laughs) that's awesome we gave her, yeah, parameters. She has to just work inside that. So.
2: Awesome. I do like that yellow, those yellow chairs though, Jamie. Those are pretty dope. She's She's <laughs> not going to interact with me. That's
0: okay. No, not at all. <laughs> um, she's just a fly on the wall.
1: <laughs> so have you learned anything over the last year different for supporting events in the future? Have you expanded yeah. your education?
0: Besides people wanting to greet each other for a half an hour before the actual event starts.
2: Yeah, no, that's it's definitely true. been a thing. Happened yesterday. Uh, I, th- I think we've learned a lot about um, what it takes to pre-plan an event. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, I would lean on a group like you to do most of that, if I'm being totally <laughs> honest. And then I would just show up. But <laughs> I'm just uh, telling you.
1: I love though,
2: it. Now, though, I have to have like everything planned out at least a week in advance Uh, because you know there's always going to be the stuff that that comes up last minute but if we're not like really locked in probably a week out it's not going to go well um and you know kind of as I've gotten older I've become less comfortable with winging it um but when I do wing it it's more successful because it's like a much smaller part of what I'm doing so
0: I don't feel like I will ever stop winging it I mean we have these You know, event folders, we plan things down. They do all this stuff. The only part that I truly plan is like the setup aspect. But beyond that, you know, I I totally
1: wing every day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's just do it. We'll we'll make it happen. (laughs) Just
1: life in general.
2: The other day I was telling I was telling a client, I'm like, look, in the next two hours, by the time we're done with this thing, an event will have happened. It'll be it'll have happened. We'll we'll all go home. Life will be fine um if there's a hiccup or two we'll get past it and you know what at the end of this we will have done this thing so let's just let's just have a good time let's have fun with it
0: that's what i think it's the personal relationships that matter more i mean yes you want a successful event but it still needs to be a fun and positive experience for everyone yeah
2: at the end of the day if i walk away from an event and i'm like man that was amazing but I'm really uh, kind of ticked off of these people or I failed over here. That's the thing I'm, that's the thing I'm worried about more, right? Like I want to walk away from it and feel like uh, I've built a better relationship with somebody. Um, and we, we did the best we could because that's really all I can ask for at any given day. And, and I want every event that we've done to be a little bit better than the one before. And if we can do that, then I, I feel like we're in a pretty good place. So
1: um, are the, I standard, I gonna
0: say, are the two of you taking notes on this? Cause this sounds very familiar.
2: I mean, you know, you gotta, you, you've you gotta like set a bar for yourself. Right. And if I'm going to set a bar, I want my relationships to be the thing that's the most important. And, mm-hmm. uh, I had an argument with a team member, uh, this week. And at the end of it, we, we got to a point where it was like, look, if we can both agree that we're like, that we're both trying to do the best job we can. And we both, uh, want the best thing for the other person then that's like a really good that's a win right uh, even though we had an awkward moment uh, coming away from it we both felt like hey that was a that was positive and we're better for it going forward so
1: marriage goals
2: yeah <laughs> I mean you know the, the real news is you, you actually
0: too, have goals in marriage I, I just figure it's day by day and that how it's supposed to work
2: Well, <laughs> organized yeah. chaos I'll say I'll say one thing. This is the this is the last personal thing I'll say until you ask me something else and I think of it. This is my eleven year anniversary today. Tell you nice. Been married, been well, happy my
0: anniversary.
2: My marriage is us. now like a. What say? He didn't
0: mean to. I said he's spending it with us. He didn't mean to. It was by sheer accident.
2: But my marriage is now like a moody preteen, right? <laughs> my marriage can stay up till like nine o'clock some nights and doesn't have to ask to get a soda out of the fridge like oh man up, That's five years funny. and we can drive so, <laughs> yeah
1: I'm I like
0: ready. that I, I love that it. analogy that is fantastic
2: I do think it's interesting to think of a relationship like a marriage like it's that age of a person mm-hmm. you know so when we're like when we've been married for 18 years it's like okay we're just now an adult like our relationship has matured to this point where we can vote I hope to be like a 50 year old at one point where it's like, yeah, when I was a kid, we, you know.
1: Oh those man. are my goals.
2: I think it a lot of
1: sense Now marriage makes more sense now. Right. That's what I was
0: just <laughs>
2: I'm thinking. Like,
1: I'm, he like, just man, so I'm in like the toddler stage where like uh, the baby is screaming and doesn't know what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You <laughs> can't talk. You're, you're you're screaming, you can't you can't work something out. And then you get a little bit further down the road and you're like, oh man this when we were a baby you know first or second year this would have been a really big deal right and now it's like oh wow ah, this is no big thing right this is a, a half hour of weird and then it's over with that's how we've dealt with it
1: you sure you're not a marriage counselor i know right i
0: feel like i'm in the preteen stage where everything is dramatic when it doesn't go your way yeah. Yeah. that's the stage we're in right now
2: yeah I told you're like you fighting that. for your independence a little bit mm.
1: All the time, yeah. Forgot that you don't have that anymore, right? No,
2: no, but you want to be differentiated enough that, like, you don't have to have you know, it's like, okay, we gotta kind of figure it out,
1: man.
0: Like, just like, total sense now, a lot of clarity that just happened.
1: (laughs) We'll have to name this episode accordingly,
2: yeah. Right? (laughs) Andrew talks about things that he wasn't asked to talk about,
1: no, no, that's that's every episode, yeah.
0: That's pretty typical. We'll just call it life oh. advice.
2: Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Airport.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We always love having a chat with or without coffee.
2: Yeah. This is fantastic. Thanks for, yes. thanks for doing this. Of
1: course.
2: Um, I have to admit, I've not listened to one of your shows, but I'm, I've got like an 18 hour car ride over the next two weeks coming up. And so I'm going to, I'm going to go and check some out. I'll, I'll give it a listen
0: I'll yeah you, you want to backwards i was gonna say tj likes to do the whole de-evolution of them uh, they're better when you start from the end to the beginning oh
2: yeah i totally get that <laughs> you want to be better each time through yeah <laughs> feel more comfortable
0: yeah uh, yeah it's you know at first it's a forced environment tj couldn't relax she was fidgeting a lot in the seeds i mean when we were doing them in person i'm like dude just chill <laughs>
2: that doesn't seem like you at no, all tj chill. you just seem like very relaxed to me
0: i don't like being in front of a camera neither do i but this is public pe- speaking not oh anything. yeah not me either
2: i but, just remind know- myself that people need to hear what i have to say and so
0: <laughs> that should I be like the title Sarah. of the episode you need to hear what we have to say that is the title of the episode
2: just just in case somebody's listening to this and like this guy's an arrogant jerk that's not really how i think oh. or feel i'm but even if you did it's to totally fine
0: you do a really good job of hiding it. i don't really case. think
2: that i i don't think that at all
0: no we know we wouldn't have you on if we thought that we don't
2: like <laughs> i arrogant appreciate people. that i appreciate that it's great but sure?
0: what? 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 really i'm not arrogant are you trying to throw stones my way what's happening here Oh, shade yeah big shade yeah well if you're interested in using texas film services we have linked their information below so definitely go check them out or you can reach out to andrew
2: directly and
0: like always we're looking forward to seeing you soon and thanks again for joining us
2: absolutely thanks for having me team it's good to thanks. see you today
0: enjoy your trip
2: enjoy for sure. your we will have a great time and your anniversary yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us this week on Coffee Talk. Make sure to visit our website, apcc.tamu.edu, where you can subscribe to the show on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, so you'll never miss an episode.
1: While you're at it, if you enjoyed the show or didn't, leave (laughs) leave a review or comment um, or word of mouth. Tell a friend about us and help us out.
0: Thanks for listening.